It was at this moment that he knew. He bucked up. Welcome. You're listening to Bucked Up with Sam Buck. All right, there, there you go. go. I can hear you now. What's yeah, going go. on? There we go. What's up, man? Yo, I yo, son, I just woke up. I work a night shift, so I just woke up. So I was just like, I'm like, I'm like a vampire right now, bro. <laughs> no, thank you for coming on. Is there any way? Do you mind turning your phone sideways for it, just to oh. fill out the camera? Sorry. You work like a that? night shift? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, let me get my let me get myself right. No problem. Thank you so much. I'm really happy you reached out because I've been uh I've been listening to all your shit and I'm a I'm a real fan. Like I'm really happy you reached out because your oh, shit's yo, amazing. That's, bro, that's what's up. That's what's up, bro. Um damn. Uh don't mind me. Guys, no don't, problem. Don't, don't, get, don't get mind ready. me, bro. <laughs> oh no, I was literally I just smoked before this, so don't no oh, problem God. at all. <laughs> But yeah, man, I, I work a night shift in Baltimore, Maryland. I stay, I stay in Towson, so that's like outside, like in the county, like outside of the city, whatever. So, yeah, yeah. Man. And these, but since this COVID shit, man, these like transport, public transportation, it's so weird, man. Like it's, it's like hit or miss, man. Like you, you, you get up one time to go to work. And you're looking at the transit app and it's saying one thing and the whole time it's a whole another thing. So I like it's just annoying, yo. And then parking. How far do you live outside of the from your work? How far do you have to get? Um, it yo, it depends. Like when driving, like if I'm if I'm driving, probably like a good like 20 minutes. But if I'm taking the public transportation, it de- it just depends on the driver. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I can Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I can get there between 20 minutes or even if that driver feels petty that day, shit, like 40 minutes, you know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. I live know. like an hour outside of Boston, but I'm thinking of moving to New York just because that's where, especially, that's where my producers live. That's just where I want to settle. But okay. I I'm, I do stand-up, and I need my car. Like, I need to do it to do road gigs. So I'm trying to figure out a place to live, like, that's outside of the city that I can still have my car because I cannot rely on public t- transportation. I need... I need to be able to go. Like, I can't, I'm not as, I can't be uh, having my rides by anyone else. If I need to go, I need to go. So that's my problem for uh, living in New York right now is trying to find a place outside. Yeah, man. I can only imagine that shit being like super expensive too, man. Like, you know. It is crazy, but the prices are dropping. It's like, you know, everyone's leaving the city. So, yeah, so the prices are dropping, especially I was looking at, so there's a town outside of New York called New Rochelle. Okay. And there was a four-bedroom apartment. I was looking at with my friends. It was like 700 bucks a month. And that's a 30-minute drive into New York City. So I was like, if I, yeah, so if if I can be spending 700 a month and be living 30 minutes into the city, like that's, that's, I need to move, you know, you get trapped in these places where like I got as much as I could out of this area because it's, I'm from a small town. So I need okay. to move to somewhere bigger. Hey, I know exactly what you mean, man. And, um, I don't know if we're like starting the interview, yo, but just, Oh yeah. Just, we just kind of start whenever. So shout out. You'll never know. Amazing rapper. Welcome to the bucked up podcast. I'm really yeah. happy to have you on. <laughs> What up, what up, man? Thank you for having me, bro. Bucked up. Man, that's what's up, bro. 
Thank you for having me, man. Of course, but you were you were saying you're from Baltimore, and yeah. is there enough of a scene, a rap scene there that you feel like you can throw? I, I feel like especially now with the internet and everything, you can kind of work. But is there enough of a scene there that you feel like you can continue growing? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And no, because when I first like, mind you, my story is. I grew up as a military brat, you know what I mean? And I was born, I was born in Baltimore, but I wasn't, I wasn't raised here. So my father, you know, moved me and my, my brother and my mom's out in Baltimore, you know, to military lifestyle. You feel me? So we was living in Kansas for a little bit. Then I spent majority of my teenage years and graduated high school in California. So me moving back to Baltimore, I moved back like maybe. I think it's like maybe 15, 15, 20 years ago. You know what I'm saying? So uh, the city- Do you feel back- a connection to the city, even though you didn't like grow up there? Uh, yeah, I, I, absolutely. Yeah, I, I love the city. Um, and it just just so, because I met so much so much talent. You know what I'm saying? Like the, that's one thing I can say about this. The city is weird, yo. Like they'll, they'll embrace you, like, but, but once- cats start making moves like people start acting like funny a little bit i guess that's with with any you know city when there's like a local scene you know what i mean we try to thrive on but when i first moved into the baltimore scene like that's you know when venues was popping like um sonar uh auto bar like all these like dope venues that curated and specialize in you know um hip-hop shows and shit um the people that i ran into was just so um welcoming you know what i'm saying they you know they they it was just a scene that everybody wanted to they was on the still the same ground like you meet mcs that you know help you sharpen up your sword battles or whatever so the scene was dope back then like really really dope man and you know since this covid shit started you know venues closed down so it's not really a scene like that so everybody is pretty much just putting in the work you know um via internet online street like that that's all you yeah. really can do so i'm hoping that is all you can do that's kind of how i feel about stand-up is all oh. the clubs in boston are closing down Damn. and all you can really do is online and the thing is with stand-up you can't really do like zoom comedy it doesn't it doesn't really work it's not the same way you're not so like i can do this podcast and i get to talk to you and like i get to create an art form that's different than before but i do miss huh. the going out and the live performance part of it. Yeah, same here, man. I miss doing shows, man. Like, I'm missing out on so much money. Like, doing, doing everybody like, love like, selling, like selling, selling merch and stuff, you know? Like, because that's my thing. Like, don't get me wrong. I enjoy, you know, writing and being in the studio, but my real passion is being out there on that stage, yo. Like, and just talking to the people that people know that I'm nice, you know what I'm saying? That's really good to hear because I feel... Before COVID, I'd go to a concert a week. I just, I love seeing live music. And I do have, there's a, there's a, there's rappers who do care about the live performance and there's rappers who don't give a fuck about it. And you can really tell, and it affects how you see them afterwards. Like, yo, it really does. Yo, that's the truth. That's, the, that's, the, that's, the, that's, that's definitely the truth. Cause first impressions is everything. And the reason why I, I feel like that is because, you know, a lot of people, uh, they never heard of me before. So when I do a show and I'm opening it up for somebody, 
that's just perfect. Yo, I, I love being the underdog. You know what I mean? People like look at the bill like, oh yo, who's this dude? You'll never know. And then when you kill it, cats come up to me like, yo, where can I find you at? So that's 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 what I I live I live off of. Yo, I I love that, yo. That's I've found so many artists just because I people don't usually, you know, if the openers really get like I'll pay attention and then it's like, damn, that's another artist I can listen to. I had uh, Jay on and, uh, you know, Jay Royale, shout yeah, out shout Baltimore. Out that's the whole, that's the whole. And he was talking about that too. It seems like Baltimore is more of like a live performance city. Like you guys seem like you care more than other places about the live performance of it. Absolutely, man. Because it's just like, I don't know if it's the, <clears throat> I don't know if it's just the, the environment, but it's just that it's just that vibe, yo. Like, like I, I'm still, I'm still like, I still can envision going to Sonar, and it was just a grimy like venue, like one way in, one way out. It, it, it definitely reminded me of the venue in Eight Mile, like when B Rabbit was battling. Like, it definitely reminded me of that, just real grimy, you know, uh, brick black painted walls, cold, like just real grimy, you know what I'm saying? So I, I miss that a lot. So hopefully uh, when there's all this COVID, it's going to be madness. Like I, I just know once they start open, opening venues, oh my gosh. It's I went crazy. to a club two days ago. I went to my first, it was a, it was a club appearance by Lil Papa and Young K.A. And it was the first one up, it was up in Manchester. And it was, it was I was like, damn, this feels like the old world again. It was weird. I had never, it was like the first time I had been in like a venue. Wow. Now when they did it, uh, you said, so Manchester, were they, was they masked up? Like how, how people how was were masked, people were masked up, but New <laughs> Hampshire is kind of like, I mean, they're live free or die. That's their slogan. Oh, like they oh, don't shit. really, they, that's like Florida. They don't really give a fuck up there. So I, I don't stay up there a lot, but it was the first like performance. So I was like, I got to go see this. I just, I have to go perform, uh, support live music. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. How long do you live in Kansas for? Cause you have a very um, unique style, but you are in this kind of new generation of uh, artistic rap. And it's weird. Cause Kansas has a lot of artists out of it. I was just talking to me, Fox. He lived in Kansas. You got conductor Williams. You got a lot of people out of there. Uh, I'm not really familiar with like the whole Kansas scene like that. Um, but yeah. When I was living out there, I was living out there like, you know, a little bit elementary school and uh, through my first year at high school. And then that's when I ended up going to California. But the funny thing when I moved to California was because when I started entering, you know, the early stages of this hip hop shit, I was just like everybody else. I was just trying to figure it out. And I was, I started just like everybody battling ciphering just you know just trying to sharpen my sword and, and prove a point so once i moved to california transitioned out there it was like the whole vibe and the whole energy changed yo because i met so many dope cats like our first day in school yo like i, I battled like my first day in california you know what i'm saying so it was just yeah they, they take that shit serious like that freestyle shit yo they take that shit serious out there is that how you get, so I don't, I, I don't know how to get into, you get into, is that how you got into rapping is the ciphering and the rap battles? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. 
and I was just I was listening to listening to cats before like what really got me into hip hop like my pop I was listening to Big L heavy you know what I'm saying I was just intrigued by his story you know what I'm saying and yeah and when I was reading up on him and just seeing how nasty he was with his work his wording I was intrigued by that and um you know how I got into that was listening to him and then eventually I kind of you know transitioned into battling and and ciphering because it was the thing to do especially in in school lunchtime you know it was the thing to do yeah it's there is so many you ever see uh Dave Chappelle's block party yes sir so that was like that was my dad's favorite movie growing up like that I saw that so many times and I you know he took me to see Wu-Tang Clan when I was 12 I talk about a lot but like rap was just kind of ingrained in me and there is Dave Chappelle talks about it like the similarities between comedy and rap and of course it's it like when you talk like the roast like I remember the first time I knew I was like funny or whatever was like roasting like if I could go back and forth with someone I know that I'm going to like out roast them. And that's when I was like, Oh, like you're not telling jokes, but it is funny. That was kind of my come up here and that it's the same way. Cause whenever okay. I think about that movie, I think about David Chappelle being like, you know, Jamie Foxx, very talented musician, very funny guy. Like there's yeah. the, or most deaf or what, you know, Yasin Bayer, he tried to did stand up all these, the connections are there. And I think that's why I yeah. kind of found the, found my love in it. Everybody says, that rappers want to be comedians and comedians want to be rappers. Like <laughs> I've I've always heard that like coming up, you know what I'm saying? Because you know, when you rapping, especially to a crowd, say, you know, shit happens on stage, you know, DJs and shit, techni- technicalities happen, and you want to, you know, kind of loosen the crowd up. And I've been in situations like that. And I've made a joke here and there about, you know what I'm saying? Or I make fun of my DJ real yeah. quick, you know what I mean? And yeah, so I feel that that connection is there, you know what I'm saying? With comics and, and, and hip hop, you know? It's, uh, it's funny. I saw a couple of years ago when Gucci just got out, I saw, I'm not going to, I'm not going to snitch on who this was, but who was opening up for him did not like the DJ and did not like the audience. And halfway through his set walked off stage and Gucci brought him back on stage and made like, it was weird. It was like father shit. He made him apologize to the audience. I've never seen that before in my whole life. The fucking opener had to come back at stage and apologize to the whole audience. (laughs) That's what's up. I mean, cause Yo, you got you got to get through that shit. You feel me? Like we all, and that's another similarity of rappers and comedians too. Yo, we have our nights where we bomb. You know what I'm saying? We have our nights where like the crowd ain't really. Uh, it's, it's a tough crowd. You know what I mean? But you got to power through that. If it's something that you enjoy doing and you and you love, yo, you just got to power through it. How old were you when you first performed live? Like had your first concert? Oh man, it was a talent show. Actually, I I think I was, I think I was fifteen, fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, but at the teen center in California, we they used to hold these like these talent shows, whatever. And we, shout out to my man Malcolm, my boy X Man. That's the homie, my, my boy. But um, you know, we used to be like, yo, there was cats that thought they was nice. But they was like rhyming on like mainstream shit, you know, chingy and all that dumb shit. So um, uh, 
I did a show at uh I never forget where it was at. It was at a rec center. And people knew I ride, but cats didn't know I could ride like old beats or whatever, do actual songs, yo. And uh I forget what I think it was a Neptune's beat I used. And I remember like, like jumping off the stage. I lost. I came in second, but I jumped off the stage and I had like everybody rocking. I just remember that. My father has it on or tape or VHS. I'm, I'm saying I'm telling my age, but you know what I mean. Like I, I just remember that moment, yo. Like that was dope, and I still get them like jitters, like to this day, man. I still get them like that feeling before I hit that stage, like you know what I mean. Like okay, well I'm about to rock this first song. Let's see if they rock with me. The first song is like always like, all right, this is this is going to determine if they go and rock with me for these twenty minutes or it's going to be a rough twenty minutes. How do you pick your first song? Man, I go by I go by a feeling, you know what I'm saying? Like I always, I always, whenever I perform, that first record has to be a banger. You know what I mean? Like I, it has to be something, whether it's bar heavy or the beat is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like people tell me I have a, a good uh ear for beats, you know what I mean? And um I don't know, it's just a feeling. I feel like the first song you have, it's like making it, you gotta make a statement. You gotta let people know, especially if you're the opening app. You need to, you know what I mean? Cause everybody's not there to see you. Everybody's there to see the headliner. So you gotta come through like, yo, oh, I'm gonna wake y'all up. You're gonna bring it. What's yeah. the first, your first show back, what song are you opening up with? Say that again? First show back, what song are you opening up with? Man, first show back, I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna start off with my guy produced by J.R. Swift. I'm probably gonna start off with that because that joint's a banger. Cause I actually Dude, technically that was my I've been listening to that on repeat. That's yo, fucking I love that. Thank EP. you. Thank you, bro. Thank you, man. And um, you know what I'm saying? Hope you bought a tape cassette. You know what I'm saying? It's still available. Anybody that's listening, tapes is out. What's your website? What's your website? So if people listen, if they want to buy your shit, um, it's uh, magnetic.com backslash shop. It's mgntk.com backslash shop. You know what I'm saying? We got we got everything. Tapes. Try pick to get that shit up. Yeah, yeah, man. Definitely pick some shit up, man. But I appreciate you uh, fucking with that technical foul, yo. That's, uh, that's amazing. And I want to get to talking about that. But just to back to your first performance, did you... How'd you pick the first song you were going to perform? Was that your first full song that you wrote or did you have like a bunch and you were like, like, how'd you pick? Man, actually, like when I heard about the, if I can remember, when I heard about the talent show, like I didn't really know about like song structure. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't really know about like any of that. So this is like days of Kazai and LineWire and shit. So, you know, I was just downloading instrumentals and I was just trying to figure out, okay, what would be Adobe instrumentals to, I got to let people know that I'm, I'm nice, you know? So, yeah, I was, I was really yeah. in the tunes back then. It's, it's funny. Like, I mean, you you did it, what you said, 15, 16. And when you got on stage, did you know, like, did it hit, did you get that feeling when you're like, oh, this is it, this is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause it's like a high. It's it's really a high. Like when you're performing, it's really a high. It's the it's the dopest feeling ever, yo. Like the the illest feeling ever, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, every time I perform, I never I never go on stage 
under the influence. Like I gotta be focused, you know what I'm saying? Like I have to be focused. Then afterwards I can go ahead and have some fun. But when I'm about to hit that stage, I'm I'm focused, I'm sober, I'm chilling. And it's the great, and then when you're performing, it's like, it's the greatest high. Like you get high on stage, just, just for seeing that crowd reaction, just hearing the people, you know what I mean? I, it's funny because I don't, people get so drunk and they go up on stage or drink. I can't drink and go up on stage. That's just not something I do. I do smoke before I go up on stage, but it is kind of like, it is a different feeling when I don't. I feel there's like pluses and minuses to both of it, but I definitely, I I don't go up on stage sober. I do smoke beforehand. Okay. And it uh-huh. is, I don't know if it it. It, it helps me or hinders me. It helps my mind, but it probably hinders my performance. If oh. that makes sense. No, that makes sense. So you, when you, so you were 15 and you were like, this is it. And it's funny when I got on stage, I was 17 for the first time. And I was like, this is it. And you said, you don't, you didn't know joke. Stru- you didn't know song structure. Just like I didn't know joke structure, but you it's, I wonder where that, like, you know, when you found your passion. Even if you don't know how to do it, it's weird. It's like a connecting. It's like a puzzle piece that fits. Oh, man, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. Uh, once I got on, on stage and I was like, I just, I don't know. I guess I, I guess I just kept, I just kept going. I just kept going at it. You know what I'm saying? I ain't get like deferred. I ain't get discouraged. I just kept going. You know what I'm saying? It was something I enjoyed doing. It kept, it kept my sanity, you know what I'm saying? It was just something I enjoyed doing. And it was just like, how, how could you not quit? You know what I mean? Where there's like so much dope music out there to be inspired by, you feel me? Like just to keep you going, just to be like, yo, I, I want to make something better than that. You know what I'm saying? So- um, You ever take any breaks off? Yeah, I actually do. It, it's, it's, it's not like like yearly breaks, but it's like, you know, weeks and, you know, a month here and there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Cause you you got you got you have to live. You know what I mean? Like you 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 gotta live life, and that's how you get them, them you know um, ideas and you know concepts and records just from living life. You know what I mean? Like um, no 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 jabs to those that you know constantly release music and dump all day. Nothing against them, but me personally, I feel like after I do a project, I like to, I like to take a break. Once a project is released. I like to take a break a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I think that shows in, in your work. Cause each project has a different feel to it. It's not, you know, it, no disrespect to people who put out a lot of music, but sometimes it kind of, they kind of all blend together at some point. And what I really loved when I listened to your shit is, well, one, you work with different producers on different projects, which I love here in the one-on-one, but two, it is, you have different sounds, different stories to tell, different concepts that I, I really appreciate. And also it builds up the want for the, your next project. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. And, and I did that on purpose, yo. Like, cause I, I, I do eventually want to do a project with multiple producers, but I just feel like, working with one producer for a project you get a cohesive sound you know what i'm saying like you you just get a cohesive nice sound <clears throat> well that's what happened with uh technical foul or foul with jr swift's is i mean he's an amazing producer and that project it it really came together in a great way how'd you link up with him 
Yo, shout to Jr. Man, that's the homie. Um, I've actually met him through through the homie Manny, and you know I was checking his music out when he was like on SoundCloud heavy, and uh, you know I was just you know just hitting him up. I listened to his his stuff. I give him props like yo, you know what I'm saying like yo, we got work together. This is before the West Side Gun stuff. You know what I'm saying? I, I always was like yo, let's 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 cook up something. You feel me? And then um. You know, once he started bubbling, I was like, man, like, yo, let's 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 work on something. And uh he was like, yo, let's get it, man. And um we did six records and it was it was fun doing it, man. I wish we was in the lab to do it because I think I feel like if we was in the studio together, it would it would have been better. But I, I a lot of people like it, yo, and you know, I'm happy for that. It's a great project. So you do feel a difference. Like we're having a great conversation now, but if we were in person, face to face, the conversation would have it go to a different level. You know what I mean? It's over. Yeah. Is that how you feel yeah. like making a project? Like if you're in the studio with someone, it goes to another level because you can yeah, be one on one. Yeah, because you're like it's because it, you're in uh, personal space. You know what I'm saying? Like you're in each other's energy. You feel me? So yeah, I exactly. Energy. Yeah, and so it's definitely going to be a different feel, yo. So. Um, Shout out to him, you know what I mean? Maybe when COVID is over, we can, you know, finally link up, you know what I'm saying? Is that been a problem? You have a new album coming out um, pretty soon, right? You got uh, Baby Jordan, is that what's coming out? Yes, sir. Uh, this was that coming out, yes, sir. Can't wait to listen to it. But was that, what was the process of that one? Was Were you working with that in the producer? Who, the producer, who produced on that one? Oh, uh, man, he out of he he's around he's a local around you right yeah he's actually in the air force he's out in uh okadaiwa oh wow yeah yo so uh so he's not around uh, you at all nah, nah, nah. we did that joint straight you know what i'm saying email and transfer and dropbox you know what i'm saying so uh exactly yeah yo uh, that's the homie man we did we dropped sham guard in 2018 i believe and that was a a dope project and we were just like, he sent me more batch of beats. And I worked with, I worked so much with so many different, so many different producers, you feel me? So I'm always working. And finally, I, you know, I got around to this joint, you know, I had beats laying around. I was like, yo, I'm always working. I'm like, yo, let me, let me, let me cook up something. And um, yeah, man, baby Jordan. You do have a great ear for beats. How do you know when you found a producer that you will stick with? I like I, I I know what I like. I'm a, I'm a bull bap sample based head, you know what I'm saying? But it's like everybody could do it. But I look at like, okay, I, I could I could work with different that's how I that's how I approach it. I can work with these different producers who have a similar who have a similar style, a bull bap style, but it's their own it's their own aesthetic, you know what I'm saying? So that's how I do it. Like I keep my ear out, I pay attention to people. And, um, you know, there's certain producers I want to work with that I'm going to have to pay some bread for, which I don't mind doing. But, you know what I'm saying, just to get that sound, like, you know, you got to pay that money. It's worth it. And also, I feel like you hold your, like, you don't have many features on your projects, which I appreciate because you do hold your own over a project, especially with your storytelling. You, you, like, you and your connection to your producer stands out. Thank you, man. Um, I, w- I would like to uh, do more features, but the only reason why 
is because half of the time it is like I, I work and I work like really fast, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I just had past experiences where I'm just waiting on verses, you know what I mean, for months, months, and yeah. I'm to reach a deadline. And I, I got tired of work, 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 like wait around on people, you know what I mean? So I just rather just, and then they, they, the money that they asking for, you still waiting. So it's like, yeah, I just, I'd rather just if you if you try to work, let's let's get it. But if not, I'd rather just do the project by myself. Yeah, not, don't push my time. Well, it sounds like you're a busy guy. Like you say, your work nights. Does that that that's something I was talking about? Do you feel I've been talking about the past few weeks? Is do you feel like because like do you wish you could focus on rap more? Do you feel like this like being busy is giving you like a kick into like I really got to do this I got to make it worth it um man y'all if 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 I could be in a lab all day I could like if I really could yo like and people are always say like yo you work so hard but I feel like I'm not doing enough you feel me like I, I feel like I could do more and I and I and you know what I'm saying I know there's 24 hours in a day <laughs> you know what I'm saying and um yeah but, 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 you know, by the grace of God, my job isn't that crazy where, you know, I I still can't take my focus off of making music. So I'm, I can still actually, like, write on the job if I wanted to. You feel me? So I'm always Yeah. Working. So you... So you do, you feel like you're not doing enough. Are you hard on your past work? Like, can you go back and listen to old projects or once they're out, are you, that's, you're moving on? Um, Once they're out, you know, I, I just, I just move on to the next, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm about to start a, a new project uh, tomorrow, actually. You know what I mean? Uh, with God Sends Beats called uh, The Ghost of Reggie Lewis. So I'm already, I already got like projects planned. You feel me? But um, sometimes I go back to, to my catalog and listen to, you know, try to figure stuff out. And then it's dope going back because then you, you'll listen to it. You're like, damn, yo, I did that. Like, damn, yeah. What, like, what was I on? Like, damn, what the hell was I smoking that day when I did that? You know? So, <laughs> and, so, and then and the dope thing about going back to your project is you remember where you was at, like, I can, like, every song I did, like, oh, I remember, like, damn, I remember that studio session. I remember that was crazy when we recorded that. Oh, I remember where I, where I was at when I was writing that shit, you know what I mean? So it's always dope to, you know, go back and, you know, pay homage to your old shit so you can move forward in, in the future. Well, that's funny that you say that because it's either too, you know, when I ask that question, it's either not, I cannot listen to my shit, like, or it's like, no, like, I love remembering the story. And it show like, confidence is everything. That's your fucking, that's your thing. Like, confidence, it show it, I guess, it, you're, you're, you know, you're using it, you're not just preaching, you're, you're using it too. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely, yo. Um, yeah, that's your You have to believe in yourself. That's the only way that you can kind of like, yeah, you have to, man, because, um, you know, I, I know my style is is, is still hip hop, but it's, it's different from 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 everybody else. Like what's what's out right now. You know, what I mean, like everybody's a killer, you know, so everybody's selling drugs. You feel me? Which I don't mind that. But, you know, I can't listen to that to that all day. You know, what I mean, like I'm trying to bring that I'm trying to bring that Elzai, that little brother feel again, that doom feeling again. Like that's. 
that Jean Grey feeling, that blue shit. I'm trying to bring that that aesthetic back. You feel me? Where cats are just rapping. Do you feel like recently you've been able to find that? I feel like it's coming back more. Or do you yeah, feel I, like it's going away? Yeah, I, yeah, I believe so, man. Because I feel like yo, every, there's we we all can we all there's a lane for everybody. Like that's that's the the, the beauty of it. And yo, uh and I honestly, I honestly, I gotta salute Westside Gun. I have to salute him, yo, because. I feel like he brought that shit back, yo. So now, you know, people that, you know, do sample beats and do lo-fi shit and raw shit are able to, you know what I'm saying, compensate and, and you know, lyricists, there's more lyricists that can adapt to them some type of beats, you feel me? So, yeah, man, I definitely feel what's yeah. like I paved the way for that shit. Yeah, and they putting on other art. I love the... The you saying that there's a lane for everyone is 100% true. It's not like there's a, a limited amount of spots because you won't be able to make the sound you want if you think right. there's a limited amount of spots. You're going to try to do lowest common denominator shit, right? And like, and the stuff you know that you the people you are mentioning, whether it be you know LZ Doom, Little Brother, they if they were doing lowest lowest denominator music, they wouldn't be making the stuff they did and they wouldn't be inspiring the way they did. And it is tough because it's a slower build probably, mm-hmm. but it's where it's more fulfilling in the end, you yeah. know, like you feeling fulfilled by your projects is a lot better than an artist who is like, I want this album to be popular. It maybe gets a little bit of press, but then they look back and they're like, that's not the sound I wanted to do. Mm. No, I feel you, man. Um, I always try to make the next project better. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't, you know, um, sometimes I go back and I listen to shit. I'm like, ah, why, why did I say that? Uh, I could have said it this way. You feel me? But mm-hmm. it's all about, it's all about growth. And I, and I will say, and, and, and the good thing is, I don't know if you get like, if, if you, you know, have your com- comedies, um, sets recorded, but have you ever been in a situation where somebody like, you're not even focused on that. Like you did a gig that was like two plus years ago. And you're on to more shit, but then somebody randomly like like hollers at you like, yo, I just seen this video, yada yada yada. Oh, I, I seen, yo, this shit is dope, yo. And then it makes you go back and look at that shit like, damn, like, oh man, I wonder, I, I wonder what that viewer was looking at. Like, why was that funny to that viewer? You know what I mean? Right, because you'll look back and and be like, that's so simple, but that shows that you're doing the right thing. My first set I've ever did. First okay. that I ever did was on the number one live stand-up podcast of all time, like at the most famous comedy club. I got a, used a fake ID to get in, and I just got picked randomly to be brought up. So it was like put out to like a lot, a hundred thousand people saw it, and that was the first time I ever did stand-up. And it really it scared me. I didn't do it again for a couple of years because I was like, I like blew my load of it. I like I couldn't. Uh, I, I was, it was, it was, it's weird when people will sit, tell me that they saw me on that. And then they're like, no, oh, that was dope. And it's like, that was the scariest moment of my life. Like I thought <laughs> I ate shit and I couldn't do it for another three years after that. Oh my gosh, man. Oh, it, it, it just reminds me of the time where um, I won, I won, I won my first rap battle. Like it was, it was for some money. It was in Baltimore. 
And um, just that feeling, man, like I, I remember like, like that, that feeling that you were saying, like that was the scariest shit. Like, yo, it was, it was, it was scary, yo, because I lost two battles uh, pr prior to this. And I was like, yo, I cannot lose this battle. I can't. And it was just like, it was a weird type of energy, man. And um, I was scared to death, man. But I, I went through that shit, ended up winning the whole shit. And the excitement was just fulfilling. And, you know, people still to this day, you know, come up to me and be like, yo, I remember that day, that battle. That was years ago, yo. I was like, damn, yo, I ain't even had no facial hair back then. Like, <laughs> <laughs> do you, for, for rap battling, is it, do you prepare, do you prepare and then go in or is it all off the top? It's both. It's both. You know, um, if if anybody if any battle rapper tells you that um, they do strictly off the top, you know, it's both, man. Like it's yeah. both improvised. <laughs> it's both improvised and it's all it's often premeditated. You know what I'm saying? You might have some lines because you know I have lines all the time. I'm always thinking. You know, my mind is always moving, yo. So I, any idea that I have, whether it's a one liner, a punchline, or a pattern, you know, I got to put it in my memos in my phone. You know what I mean? But um. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, I I feel like it's a little bit of both, yo. Do you you so you do you write like longhand or do you voice memo your shit? Because you have a very unconventional flow, and that's what I like about it. But it's how do you like do you write longhand or do you do you have to speak it out? I I actually write. Yeah, I actually write, and then sometimes um, when I'm about to rehearse before I get in the lab. I work on a song, you know, maybe a couple of weeks before I get into the lab, and then I'll, you know, go in my in my memo, my voice notes, and I'll just, you know, spit the acapellas, and I'll listen to it just to make sure, you know, my cadence is right. So then, once I get into the studio, you know, I'm locked in, you know what I mean? Because that's another thing about me. I always, I always time, especially if I'm paying for something. Like I, I go, I like that shit. I'm in and out. You're not going to waste your time. So you said you're working on your next album. What's the process that you're going to do for the, do you have a concept going in or are you, what's, um, what's your process for starting that? The, uh, the project is called the ghost of Reggie Lewis. Um, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a second installment to um, the first joint I did, the ghost of Lynn bias, but um, Baltimore, you know, he went to Dunbar um, just basically, you know, paying homage, paying homage to him through hip hop, you feel me? Uh, she produced my own man, God Sands Beats. Uh, it's a good brother of mine. I've known him forever, like since I moved to Baltimore. And to me, he's like the elite, low, like like a legend, like for real. Like if you come to Baltimore and you ask for either Tizlam the Great or God Sands Beats, people are gonna know that's that guy, you feel me? So, um, you know, I look at him as a big brother. He, he um, pulled me under his wing when I first, Moved to the city. Um, he put me on the stone when <clears throat> when there was an actual street team for Stone's Throw. He actually put me on the Stone's Throw street team, the Baltimore uh, region. You feel me? So that was oh, really yeah yeah. He he's been a good brother. Um, always put me down with, with Jay Dilla. Like Jay Dilla events, be more Dilla. He always made sure I was good, yo. Know? So it was only right. It was just timing, yo. It was just me trying to figure out me as an artist figured out my own my own lane and then he just randomly hit me up and he was just like yo let's let's do this man stop playing i'm like all right bet so we just we locked in man so i i'm i'm we i haven't even wrote anything yet 
So I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to lock in, yo. What project did you think you found your voice on? Or have you, you know, what what did you when were you like, all right, this is real deal? Um, Dustin Grind. When Dustin, no, you know what? Damn. You know what? When Sham Guard came out. That you know it's no, I can't even say that. Everybody love everybody. All right. When Confidence is Everything came out on tape cassette. This shit sold out on undergroundhiphop.com. I was like, oh, okay. All right, bet. I'm on the side. Like, it didn't really hit me, but I was like, I, I, um, this is dope. This is dope. Let me, let's, let's keep working. But then, um, once I got on Shade 4 5 on Rappers Out of Control, that's when I was like, okay, all right, here we go. This is where I'm at. This is this is this is what it is, man. How was that feeling? Like what when you got when you were put when you got put on shape four five? Did you know that was gonna happen? What were you was what was going on before I, that? Yo, I tell I tell everybody, yo, consistency is key, man. Like if you're an artist, comedian, you know, writer, whatever you're doing, consistency is key. And you have to be annoying. <laughs> like I'm not ashamed to say you do. That. You got to be a no. Joy, it's consistency you know? plus time equals success. That's what facts, it is like. Facts, man. So you have to be annoying. And uh, shout out to DJ Eclipse. I, I always shout out you know people that that actually put me on and you know put me on that platform to expand my fan base, my core base. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to him. And I just I just kept hitting him up like with music. He was just he was just telling me like. Yo, keep keep sending me shit. Keep sending me shit. So I don't know. I already knew I had my foot in the door, but I think he was just waiting on that one record. And that's when uh, CIE uh, 3, when Confidence and Everything 3 came out, he was like, all right, bet. And <clears throat> put me on the show, man. And um, that was dope, man. That was a real... Oh, man, shout out to Mark Steele, yo. Mark Steele was dope. He's from North Carolina. Um, that was just an ill feeling, man, just being there. And I felt like <clears throat> getting on that, that platform, I had something to prove. Like I had, like, yo, I worked so hard to get on this platform. I'm showing out. I'm showing my ass, man. And you also believed in yourself. That goes back to the confidence. Like you oh, put yeah. yourself out there because you knew that you had something. That's why, man. I'm a, I really appreciate you reaching out because I like your shit is great and you deserve a big platform. You deserve for people to hear your shit because your confidence is as you confidence is everything like and it shows and it, you have something to give. So it's not bad that you kept messaging him because look, it paid off and it is consistency. You know, people will be like, Oh, what can I do to get my podcast bigger? I'd probably ask you like, what, how can I become a, and it's just put work harder. That's all it is. It's consistency and hard work. You got to get to the 10,000 hours. Like whenever I'm feeling lazy, whenever I feel like I'm like, maybe I'm maybe not even lazy, but when I feel like I am overwhelmed, I realize I got to do more. I got to put in more work because it's, you know, if I'm not doing anything, I'm, I'm going backwards. I'm eating myself. I have to just keep pushing forward. I have to, you know, be absolutely. confident in my work and know that if there is a payoff when you just keep pushing. Yep. Absolutely. And you also got to 
also got to remember that, like, again, yo, there's a lane for everybody. Like, there's a lane for everybody, yo. Like, the more the more work you put out and the more people are going to eventually gravitate to it. Like, hold up, let me check this out. They're going to put their friends on it or, you know what I'm saying, vice versa. And it just turns into a freaking ripple effect. You know what I mean? So that's what I learned, too, like, not to be this. <clears throat> I mean, of course, like, sometimes you get discouraged, but in the long run, you might randomly it'll come out of nowhere like you'll get that random like comment from somebody you never even met before it's like oh y'all fuck me and shit i got this and i'm like oh shit i guess i'm doing something right let me just keep going yeah do you ever get in those states like where you're like damn are you are you now so are you so far along on your path where it's like there's no stopping man there's no stopping. I, like, I'm, I'm already invested so much. Like, yo, if I stop, and don't get me wrong, I've, I've stopped, be, I, I've thought about stopping because of the BS, like the red tape that comes with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like uh, just, you know, dealing with, you know, vinyl record labels and, you know, that that stuff, that, that part. You know, you, you get discouraged, but like actually stop rhyming, like actually getting busy. Like, nah, I, no, I, I can never see myself, you know, stopping that. Like, honestly, like I want to get into more, like I want to start producing, like I want to learn, learn, learn on that. You know what I mean? Like <clears throat> you put so much time in something, you want to like figure something out that shares that same mood of what you was doing in the first place. Yeah. So the business, it is, the more you learn, you said the vinyl game and the, the, the business side of it is what that's takes away from the passion. That's why I'm very lucky. Shout out my producers, Ani and Irish. I give them all the shout outs in the world. I wouldn't be able to have because they handle the things that I can just focus on giving the passion into the conversation. Like I can, if I was worrying about editing my last episode and doing the, I wouldn't be able to go and like study your music and try to like really figure out what I want to talk to you about because you like the business side does get in the way of the passion. And it's tough to yeah. find a balance. Yeah, absolutely, man. Do you, is that you weren't, so you said you're, you know, you know, you made it when the cassette sold out and the vinyl is the business side, not at all, not what you expected going into it. Um, I, w I was still learning and I'm still learning now. You feel me? Like, um, because it's, I, I look at like, it's about ownership. You know what I'm saying? Everything is about ownership. Like, yo, like you're not about to, no, I'm not about to give you these vocals for you know twelve hundred dollars just for it to be pressed up on vinyl like nah yeah like i need i need more than that you know what i'm saying like i'm yeah. giving you my mask like nah i need more and then I'll, then y'all have the rights to that like nah i need ownership so um it sounds like a double-edged sword with these vinyls because one it allows the artist to make money off of their music but also it's it's a it's a middleman you can't right. like it's another business that you have to go into. I just feel like, yo, you know, stack your bread up and, and press them up yourself. I mean, it's pricey, but, you know, I'd rather just, I'd rather do that than go through, you know. I mean, hey, if there's a label that's, you know, talking about that, that bag and want to, yo, <laughs> they got a nice bag, okay, we could, we could, we could talk. 
<clears throat> so any labels listening, yo, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm trying to get something on vinyl. So if you're trying to work, yo, hey, let's talk about that, that in our nice little bag. We can get something happening. So you were saying that, uh, you know, you, you've been on J.R. Swift's, you, he was on your radar for a while and you yeah. guys were working together. And then he did kind of get that bump when Westside said he was going to work with them. Is that weird when you're like, I like I've been, I have a prod, like you've been a, you put out project or is that good? Does that give you a bump? Um, yo, that dude deserves everything right now. Like he deserved like the, the illest like praise right now, yo. And I, I, I'm just glad that I was able to work with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just yeah. glad I was able to work with him and um, you know, people can, you know, look at his catalog and be like, oh shit, like he got a drink with you and never know. Like, all right, let me check that out. So that's yeah, man. Um yeah, producers sure. are getting more shine now than they ever did. It's good because they yeah, and you absolutely. said you were trying to get into it. Did you ever do it before? Did you ever try to produce? I tried to, man. I was like when I was in high school and that shit was some trash. Like I couldn't understand like the buttons, like the NPC buttons, like I couldn't like understand that shit. But now like <clears throat> growing now like me like growing up and I, I mean I don't play video games like that. So I feel like, you know, I, I, I feel like, yo, let me get into that. That might be my video game, yo. So I'm already in the vinyl. I collect vinyl too. So it's like, yo, just one as I'm getting older, I want to try something different. Try something else. What are you trying to what so with these vinyls, what are you leaning towards more? Are you like more the jazz, more soul? What what do you what style are you listening to for non-rap? Um, I listen to a lot of uh soul, um, a lot of jazz, uh a lot of a lot of funk. I've been listening to a lot of cameo lately. Um damn, what's that one group? Oh uh, man, man, slave. Um Oh, so they're good. Yeah, yeah. The police. Like I just been listening to a lot. I actually like my my pop is like He's a bass player. Like my pop, like that's what he does. Like he lives, he he's retired and he lives off of playing gigs up and down DMV. You know what I mean? So he put That's what on. my dad does as a drummer. My dad's a drummer and lives by yeah, playing gigs and stuff. That's dope. That's so ill to me, man. But oh uh, yeah, he put me down with all that, yo. So um, but once I start like getting like focused into like delving into like vinyl and producing and sampling, like I know it's gonna be crazy. Because I, I, I see my friends do it and just how excited how they get, you know, there when they get a sample or a breakbeat, yo. Like, I just want to capture that feeling. <clears throat> Having a dad who's a musician, did that help you be able to, like, follow your passion? Because I feel like it did for me. Like, he, he wasn't able, like, his parents weren't as supportive of him doing music. So, like, when I was like, oh, I want to do comedy, he definitely, there was a level of support that I don't think certain people get if their parents don't understand yeah um you know my pop is super super supportive yo and uh he always like you know make sure i'm, I'm working he, he checks with me whatever but you know in, be, in the beginning he tried to he tried to put a bass in my hand and i was like nah this ain't going this ain't working yo uh <laughs> let me let me stick to these to these rhymes real quick you know what i mean but uh yeah yo um my pop if it wasn't for him man like I'm, I'm glad that he, you know, I wake up and he would like blast that shit early. Like, like I remember like waking up at five in the morning, he's blasting fucking cameo. He's blasting <laughs> police Roxanne at like five in the morning. He's playing this bass. I'm like, yo, 
this nigga is crazy. Like, what is wrong with this dude? <laughs> but then you realize the love for music. It's the same yeah. thing. Same thing. Yeah. My dad's a drummer. So it'd be like two in the morning. He'd be down in the basement playing the drums. It's like, what the fuck are you doing right now? Like, I got school in the morning. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> who, you, who do you want to work with? Who, who are you looking to work with in the future, whether it be for producers or you said you were trying to get more features? Or who are you listening to right now? Um, I definitely want to uh, shout out Logic Marsalis. We we uh, we got to do some more work with the Dustin Grime. We got another project coming out that I'm, I'm planning on working on this year too. So I'm trying to double up on the work. So is that um, going to be a concept project too? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a concept project. We're still trying to figure things out, but yeah, it's definitely going to be a concept record, yo. Um, but I, I want I want to work with Theravada, uh, Concept Jackson. Fly Anakin, uh, Doof, who else? Um, I love Concept Jack Jackson yeah, and Concept Fly Concept Anakin. Fly Anakin. They're dope. They're real dope. Um, Blue, I want to work with Blue. Jean Grey, like there's there's, there's countless like people I, I would love to work with, man. Shout out, I, I, as you do, I want to shout out people who helped me. Uh, Fresh, Freshman Woes is a great producer, and he has a bunch of songs with Blue and just says how great he is and how nice of a guy is and great to work with. And okay. Blue's an amazing rapper, but also shout yeah. out Freshman yeah. Woes, great producer. Oh, all right, shout out to him. I really appreciate you coming on, and I'm really looking forward to your project, baby. When, you said it's coming out on Wednesday? Yes, sir, baby Jordan. All right, I'm gonna make sure to put uh, blast that, and I'm also gonna make sure to blast all your music. This will probably be released in a week, but really, I'm a big fan. I'm really happy you reached out because this was a great time chatting, and I, I'm looking forward to all the music you have coming in the future. Yo, thank you for having me, man. Word up. Uh, you will put your Instagram at the bottom, but you're at what at you'll never know hip hop. Yeah, at you'll never know hip hop is U L L N E V A N O hip hop one word and make sure to uh buy your merch and your 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 cassettes and your vinyls when you yep. have that and really yeah, support cassettes. artists because that's the way you do it thank you yeah we got cassettes we got the uh vinyl and we got uh cds too yo so and it's gonna be a limited run of uh cassettes for baby jordan as well awesome look out for that and i'll be promoting that and thank you so much for being on man thank you man thanks for having me bro but all right thank you so much for it sorry i was just kind of there but no thank you i really appreciate you coming on i'm really happy that we got to have this yeah